Welcome to the Sunshine Coast Real Estate Podcast, your go-to source for all things real estate on the Sunshine Coast of beautiful British Columbia. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or an experienced investor, we've got you covered. And now your host, Nathan Demers. Good morning, Sunshine Coasters. Today, we're joined by Chris Hefner of Home Equity Bank, home of the famous Chip Reverse Mortgage. By sheer coincidence, I went to high school with Chris in the Fraser Valley many, many years ago. I hadn't seen Chris in like 25 years. All of a sudden, he was at a meeting. I was out with my brokerage, and I was like, hey, I think we went to high school together. So that was fun. And the last time we had seen each other, we were but mere children. Anyways, Chris is here today to talk a little bit about an often misunderstood product, the reverse mortgage. There's so many myths and misconceptions floating around out there that I thought it'd be great to have an expert like Chris on the show to help th- clear things up a little bit. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. good to see you. Thanks again for being here, and I just really appreciate it. Yeah, welcome to the show. My pleasure. <laughs> so let's get started. I know a little bit about you because we, by total fluke, went to high school together. But uh, tell me, how'd you get involved in reverse mortgages and in the finance industry in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, back in high school, grade 10 marketing class actually got me interested in business. Oh, really? Led me, to, led me to doing university, you know, all based on getting a business degree. And okay. then, um, yeah, I got my first job in finance way back in 2002, doing, you know, loans and mortgages and things. And then I uh, worked my way into the mortgage broker industry and got to know a lot of people there. And then an opportunity came up just over 11 years ago to come and work for Home Equity Bank. And at first, I was apprehensive. I didn't know a whole ton about reverse mortgages. So. I think like a lot of people, I had actually heard maybe they weren't the best product out there. So I wasn't sure I really wanted the job. But then the more I looked into it, I realized how much the product has changed over the years and how different it is in Canada and also just how much need there is in our country. Decided to make the leap 11 years ago and uh, never looked back. It has been the most rewarding job I've ever done, hands down. And very glad I made that choice. So actually, I wanted to ask you about that too. You were saying you kind of heard some bad things about it, some negative things about reverse mortgages. Tell me a bit about that. And you know, it kind of has this bad stigma associated with it. And tell me about what you learned about that and how that maybe was not the case. Yeah, I think I was just like a lot of people where you're hearing things through the grapevine and people you know, but you don't really take the time to dig into it and find out why. And I hear this day in and day out, people say, oh, no, I don't want a reverse mortgage. I heard bad things. And I say, well, what is it that you heard? And when they tell me, it's usually something that's incorrect or based on you know old reverse mortgages that were in the United States. because. Mm-hmm. Realistically, they weren't great. Way back in the day in the US, these were unregulated products. They were private lenders. They were quite aggressive there in how much money they gave people and the interest rates they charged. So there was definitely some negative stories that came out of it. What I realized though is here in Canada, Home Equity Bank is the provider of the chip reverse mortgage and they became a bank in 2009. So there's a lot of consumer protection and regulation that goes on when you're a chartered bank in Canada. And I just realized how much more flexible the product was than what I thought. I just had misunderstanding. And while it is not for everybody, I think that is a bit of the challenge. There's a lot of people out there who are financially set. You know, they had all the investments. They never had a divorce or a death or a loss of a business. Like everything went well for them in life. And so they don't understand the concept of a reverse mortgage because they don't need it. Not understanding that probably about 50% of the retirees in this country are actually finding cash flow challenging in retirement and can very much benefit. So can you tell us for everybody that doesn't know what exactly is a reverse mortgage? Yeah, you bet. So traditional mortgages and secured lines of credits in the country are all basically the same, right? You have to qualify for them based on how much income you show, and then you have to make a payment against that debt every month. A reverse mortgage is still just a mortgage. You still own the home. You're on title of the home. I think that's one of the big myths. People think that we take their house or something or we take ownership of the home. 
And that isn't the case. That's a normal mortgage with really two big differences. Instead of having to qualify based on your income, we actually qualify people based on their age and the value of the home. So the minimum age to get a reverse mortgage is 55 years old. So you cannot be younger than that to get one. But that's also where we lend the lowest amount of money. The older you are, the more money you receive, up to a maximum getting 55% of the value of the home. So qualifying again, you know, you can be a pensioner making $1,200 a month and you can still get approved for a reverse mortgage. So that's one big difference. It's a lot easier to get. The second difference is, like I said, with every normal mortgage or line of credit, you have to make a payment every month. With a reverse mortgage, we've loaned you money. We are banks, so we're going to charge you interest. But we don't ask you to pay that interest today out of your pension. We just let the interest come out of that big bank account in your house because so many retirees are sitting with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of tax-free money in their real estate, but they don't want to leave. They like their home. They need a place to live. And so that money for so many people, it just sits like idle and it's not very useful to them for most of their lives. And this is a way where they can access some of those funds and let the interest come out of all that savings in the home instead of having to pay it out of their pensions every month. So when does it get repaid then? So they're allowed to put some money towards it if they want to. So we do allow up to 10% a year. You know, So if you want to set a payment that you're comfortable with, or you just want to wait to the end of the year and, and set us a check to put some money towards it, you can. But otherwise, the loan becomes due when the applicant no longer lives in the home. So if the last applicant has passed away, then typically the estate has about six months where they would need to pay us back. So in most cases, they would you know, go through probate, sell the home, pay us back, you know, whatever the client borrowed, plus the interest that added up during that time and the rest of the money goes to the estate. If the client has gone into like a long-term care facility or something, then we give them a full year before they actually have to pay. Okay. Are there any other fees or costs that go with a reverse mortgage? Yeah, so it is a mortgage. So pretty typical setup cost would be like an appraisal and legal fees. You know, in our case, an appraisal is typically around $350. We have a one-time setup fee. Most of the time, it's about $1,795. But that does include our lawyer that is going to you know, register the mortgage pay off any debt going against the property, you know, do all the legal work associated. And uh, we do require that all clients sign with their own lawyer to get independent legal advice as the last step. And that's really for their protection to make sure that by that point, the product's been very well explained to them, that there's nothing hidden, that they are comfortable with what they're doing. So in most cases, somewhere around $2,800 in grand total to set one of these up. But we can usually work it so that all of those are built right into the loan. They don't have to come up with that money up front. Okay. So what happens if some unforeseen thing happens between them getting the reverse mortgage and when it would be paid? Like, for example, if one of the spouses, say, dies or somebody wants to sell the home and move out, how does that work? Yeah, so from a protection standpoint, our approvals are for life, which is nice. So we can't call our mortgage on them at any point in time, as long as they're, you know, one person's living in the home, they're keeping up to date with their property taxes and their house insurance. So the approvals for life, but they can get out of it anytime they want to. It's just, like regular mortgages, there may be a penalty if they try to get out of it early. So one nice feature is that if there's a couple and one spouse passes away, there's no change to the mortgage. The other spouse can stay in the home. They've still got the reverse mortgage and they still have access to the money that we've approved them for without okay. the stress of having to make any payment. Once the last applicant's left the home, though, that's what triggers the payback. So if the last applicant's passed away, there's no penalties at all. We don't charge any prepayment penalty. If they're moving into a care facility, the penalty would be cut in half. Otherwise, the first three years do trigger some higher penalties. So it's not typically designed to be a really short-term option. So if you want to get out of it in the very first year, there's a 5% penalty. Second year okay. is a 4% penalty. And the third year is a 3% penalty. Okay. Anytime after that is just a three-month interest penalty, basically for the life of the loan. Okay. 
And what about bridge loans, the way that a reverse mortgage can be used as a bridge loan? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it's kind of a neat one, actually. There's a lot of people that are actually looking to downsize to their forever home, but they don't want to have to sell their house first and then just take what's available on the market. They're kind of waiting for that perfect property to come up. And once it comes up, they want to snatch it up right away. They don't want to have to line up their sale and their purchase all within two days of each other and move their whole life over. So the chip product can be used in this scenario quite well. So I'll share an example I just had. So we had some clients with a $2 million property paid for. It's about a two-acre property. They have quite a bit of stuff, and they're looking to downsize into a townhouse for $650,000. So they went to their bank. They thought, clearly, I can get $650,000. I've been a customer for 50 years. I have a $2 million home. The bank said, sorry, you don't have enough income to support that right. size of work. Were they retired, like retirees kind of thing? Yeah, they were in their 70s. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. They had okay income, but in this day and age, at these interest rates that we're at, they qualify for six hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, you have to have a pretty substantial income. But with the reverse mortgage, there's no income requirement. So we gave them a six hundred fifty thousand dollar reverse mortgage on their two million dollar home. They took that money, purchased the townhouse. Now they own both homes, but they don't have any payments to worry about. So they can take their time. They can do the painting and the renovations they want to do on the townhouse, move all their stuff over, get the house ready, list it, sell it and pay off the reverse mortgage. So in that case, it was fairly short term. So we have a fully open product for those scenarios where there is no penalty to get out of it. It costs a little bit more on the front end to set it up, but there's no penalties to get out of it. Okay. So wait, so then did they have a reverse mortgage on the second home as well? Like, did they have to repay that within a certain amount of days? I'm just trying to understand it myself here. Yeah. So in this particular case, we were able to give them enough money just on the $2 million home okay. to the 650000 to buy the townhouse. And so when they moved into the townhouse, we don't really have a time limit there. Okay. Basically, they just got their house ready to sell. And once it's sold, they pay off the reverse mortgage. Okay. Awesome. So what are some common objections you might hear and how do you respond to them? How do you get around that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times the objections are really in the eye of the beholder. My job is to inform and educate and the product's either right for somebody or it's not. Right. It depends a lot of times on what their ultimate goal is in life. For some people that say, you know what, my primary objective in life is set my kids and grandkids up and leave them with as much money as I can. In the end, they have a very hard time with the concept of a reverse mortgage and you know, using up some of the equity in their home. Whereas there's a lot of people that are saying, you know what, my kids are doing great. They have great jobs. You know, I spend a lot of money raising them and putting them through school and getting to this point. They make more money than I ever did. I need to look after me, right? I don't know how long I'm going to live. If cost of living is high. Pension checks aren't keeping up, you know, and to them, the idea of using some of the savings in their home makes a whole lot of sense. So the objections are different for different people, but I'd say one of the main ones that comes up is probably they think they're going to have nothing left in them. Right? Yeah. That if you borrow money and you don't make any payments, that interest adds up and adds up and adds up. Eventually, they think they're just going to run out of equity. But the reality in our 37 years of doing this is that that really doesn't happen. Two reasons. One is we're pretty conservative lenders. We advertise getting up to 55% of the value of the home, but you only get that once you're over 80 years of age and living in a major center. If you're younger, you get less money. If you're in a smaller, more rural town, something like that, you'll also get less money. So not everybody's getting the full 55% of the value. Right. So we leave quite a buffer of equity in that property, you know, for the interest to accumulate. But the other thing that tends to happen is that, you know, over that same 5, 10, 15, or 20 years, however long they live there, there's a pretty good chance their home has appreciated. And in majority of cases, conservative home appreciation tends to make up for the interest on the loan. And our clients, you know, typically have just as much equity left at the end as when they started. But they got to live there for all those years, having access to those funds and not being stressed with making a monthly payment. Okay. So then, so what are some ways that you've seen people use reverse mortgages to kind of improve their lives or lives of their family members? 
Yeah. So I'd say the number one reason is a lot of people still have debt at retirement time. You know, the housing market's been so good for so long that people would continue to refinance, refinance, pull money out for various things. And all of a sudden you hit 65 years of age, you still have a mortgage on your house. And if you quit working, you can't afford the mortgage payments anymore. So people are kind of forced to keep working and delay their retirement. So one of the myths out there is people think you have to have a free and clear home to get a reverse mortgage. And that is not the case. Probably the most common reason is actually for us to come in and pay off their existing mortgage because they weren't able to become mortgage-free by retirement. Right. So, you know, I'll give you an example. Let's just say you've got a, a million-dollar house and you still have a three hundred thousand-dollar mortgage going on it, but you'd like to retire, and that payment's pretty big. So, we would, you know, plug their age into a calculator, plug their property in, and it says how much money they can get. So, let's just say it comes back at four hundred thousand dollars as an approval on this million-dollar home. But mm -hmm. they still owe $300,000 on the property. We're going to pay off that $300,000 mortgage from our $400,000 approval, which eliminates that mortgage payment from their budget. So they all that money they've been paying to a mortgage, they now get to keep for themselves, which may allow them to actually retire. And then because the approval was $400,000 and they only took $300,000, there's still $100,000 of available credit there. You don't have to take all that money out right away. It's just available. So that money can be drawn on bit by bit by bit for various needs and expenses You know, for as long as the person wants to live there. So... Sometimes it's just paying off a mortgage. I mean, right now we're seeing lines of credits at the bank now 7.7%. Yeah. I was speaking to somebody yesterday. They have a $700,000 line of credit on their house. It's a fairly expensive home. Mm -hmm. But in March of last year, they were paying 3% interest. Right. right? On $700,000, that's $21,000 a year of interest they were paying. Today, they're paying 8% interest. Yeah. Which is $56,000 of interest per year. Wow. For the same $700,000, right? So how does somebody come up with that? increase. It's like $3,000 a month more of interest they're having to pay now than what they were 12 months ago. So we're seeing a lot of people that are simply just taking their mortgages or their big lines of credit, moving them into a reverse mortgage at a very, at the same interest rate. The R rates are right around, you know, high seven, eight percent range right now, uh, but mm -hmm. it's similar to a line of credit, but they don't have to do anything. Right. Okay. And so I noticed on the home equity website too, there's a bunch of different kinds of reverse mortgages. Are you able to explain some of those differences? Those different products? Yeah, it, kind of it, in a almost, it almost gets a bit overcomplicated because it really is just one product with oh, okay, different, okay. different features. So in every case, we give the client the biggest limit we can. They can take it all at once or they can take it more slowly over time. Okay, gotcha. They're all just reverse mortgages. Really, it's the structure. Some people want to just take it as they need it. Other people want it on more of a set schedule. So we have the ability to set it up on more of a regular you know, deposit into their bank account. Okay. So let's say there's somebody who, you know, is starting to need some help at home. They need some home care maybe. And there's a cost for that. They don't want to sell and move into a care facility. They want to stay in their home. But now they need two or three or $4,000 a month to pay for a care worker to come in and look after. We can set this product up on the house and they can draw $3,000 a month, you know, every month to help pay for that care for as long as they live in the home. So that product is called Income Advantage. But again, it's just a different way of taking the money. Okay. All right. And so finally, can you tell me about a time you're able to help a client out of a bad spot using a reverse mortgage? Tell me a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have so many stories. I bet, I bet you do. I think I've heard a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. One that kind of stands out is a super nice couple. They thought they had planned okay, but like so many people, life happens. You know, health gets in the way. You can't work as long as you want to. In this case, actually, this person was supposed to have a pension from his employer, but there turned out to be a corruption and that pension was gone and they didn't wow. the money anymore. So they find themselves in their mid 70s with this, you know, a mortgage of 54,000, a line of credit of 75,000. They went to a lender called Fairstone, which is 
like a finance company and they got a 19% interest rate third mortgage for $118,000. 19%. I think that's pretty good for Fairstone. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then familiar with Fairstone. They started falling behind in their property taxes as well. And now their credit cards are piling up and they're at the point where their income absolutely doesn't cover their debts every month. They don't know what to do. No lender is approving them for anything. And they're basically feeling forced to sell and rent. And this was just this last November. So the housing market was pretty slow. They probably weren't going to sell for a great price. And then they're into this crazy rental market where it's hard to find a place and you're paying huge amounts of money. So thankfully, you know, a mortgage broker like yourself knew about us and said, hey, I think we've got a solution for you. And so we were able to do a reverse mortgage for $275,000 for these people. And we paid off their mortgage, their line of credit, the Fairstone loan, the property taxes, and the credit cards. We lumped them into one debt with us, but there's no monthly payment. So the weight of the world was lifted for these people. And yeah. They could breathe again. They could focus on their health, and they could stay in that home for the rest of their lives. It's life-changing for them. And they have these kinds of stories daily. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah, I wouldn't mind sharing one other one that a lot of people don't know is that we can be used in a purchase transaction as well. Yeah, so, tell me about that, because I was curious about that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, then you know, while the more common use is to pull some money out of the house to help with cash flow and paying off debts and that sort mm -hmm. of thing, there's a lot of people who are actually looking to purchase their forever home, but maybe they can't afford the home they actually want. So they sell their house because it's too much work, yard work and maintenance. They pay off all their debts. You know, let's just say they're left with $700,000 to go buy their forever home. They can't find anything that they like or that's suitable in that price range. Maybe the home they really want is a million dollars, but they've only got 700. So we can use a chip to help them purchase that home. So to buy the million dollar house, they could put down their 700,000 they've got from their sale. Hmm. And then we give them a $300,000 reverse mortgage that they didn't have to qualify for based on income, that they never have to make a payment again. So now they're in a million dollar home instead of a $700,000 place, but they don't have any payments to worry about. So it can really help them get a much better place. So they sell the house, they have the cash in hand, and it's the difference that's made up for on their new owner-occupied property that they're about to move into that gets covered by the reverse mortgage. Is that right? You got it. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. I had never considered it that way. And then the final one we're seeing a lot of, which is actually very important in this day and age right now, because the longer interest rates stay where they're at, the more pain we're going to start to see, not just with pensioners, with everybody. Anybody who's got a variable rate mortgage or they're coming up for renewal or a line of credit on their home is starting to feel cash flow crunches. And so there's a lot of the older generation who have free and clear homes, tons of equity in them, and they're going to leave them to their kids and their grandkids when they pass one day. But that might be 15 or 20 years down the road. They're watching their kids and grandkids struggle right now with mortgage payments that they can't handle anymore, very expensive cost of living, maybe trying to get grandchildren into the housing market. And so we're seeing a lot of these clients now use the reverse mortgage to early inherit money for these kids and these grandkids. Because pulling it out of investments may not always be wise from a tax perspective, um, right. you know, or, or pulling it out of investments when the market is down. And a lot of these people wouldn't want to take out a huge line of credit on their house to inherit money to their kids because A, they have to qualify for it, and B, they have to make a payment for the rest of their life. So with a chip, they can pull money out of that home today, gift it to the family members tax-free. Nobody has to make any payment whatsoever. And so they get the joy of giving that money while living. And being it put to use in the end, yeah, the kids get less inheritance one day down the road, but they got money today that they were able to really benefit from and put to use. So that's, that's a pretty neat way to help people too. I've heard that's becoming more and more common, actually. I forget the term for it, like a living will or something like that. But um, yeah. Giving well living or living inheritance. Right, giving right. With, giving with a warm hand instead of a... That's the one. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm, I'm too morbid to me. <laughs> yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to use that term. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate you being here. As always, it's good to see you again. Yeah, you as well. Thanks for having me on the call. Yeah, you bet. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, you too. Okay, see you there. Bye-bye. Okay, well, there you have it. That's all we have for today's show. You can find out more about reverse mortgages by reaching out to me at my website at www.nathandemers.ca or you can find me by Googling Sunshine Coast Mortgage Broker. I'm pretty easy to spot. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Coast Real Estate Podcast. See you next time. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.